Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cloud Conversations. My name is Peter Rising. I am one of your hosts. I am joined by our newest co-host, the wonderful Femke Cornelsen from the Netherlands. Wow. Hey there, Femke. How are you today? Are you keeping well? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Really excited for this uh, new episode. Excellent, excellent. And we have a wonderful guest with us um, who is looking very, very festive and cheery as he always does. We have the wonderful mm -hmm. Will Rowe with us. Hey, Will, welcome to Cloud Conversations. How have you been, my friend? My, I've, been, I've, been, I've been really good. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for having me uh, on, on this. And, 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 and Femke, I can only apologize uh, in advance for anything that I might say because we don't know each other yet no. and, uh, and and there are times when when sometimes i say too much sometimes i say too little but usually i'm insulting in some way so i'm going to apologize now get it out of the way like my wife does whenever we go to a party <laughs> just ignore will you know that's all a disclaimer nice. in advance this is good stuff but um this is yeah it is, it is massively important. So um, what I'd love for you to do, Will, is I know you very well. Femke doesn't know you that well yet. You just connected on LinkedIn we were talking about before we started the show. Yeah. So for Femke's benefit and for our wonderful audience, would you just give us a, a little introduction to who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into things a bit more deeply. Of course. So I'm Will Rowe. Uh, I am the self-proclaimed uh, UK's leading Microsoft recruitment consultant. Um, and uh, I, I run a, uh, a company called MS Talent, and we're growing, and we're placing people with uh, Microsoft 365, Azure skills, project program management, sales. It's just oh, it's an exciting time. So, uh, so yes, so that's me. And I do, I do stuff on LinkedIn, and I do stuff in person in terms of sort of going to events and talking and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and I have a, a, an old lapsed podcast as well called Rearing uh, Out of Control, which Peter might recommend remember from from the time that he did it so I yes do. so that's me and um yeah i'm here and I'm, I'm excited to be here so thank you very much so is my tinsel dinosaur as well yeah so, <laughs> i see that's there. <laughs> yeah really i can see nice. mr dinosaur uh, uh, in the background there yeah and, and, he's it's literally right there with the whiskey which, whiskey I, know, will, I will say yeah. what is that but it's whiskey <laughs> yeah two bottles of whiskey uh you so uh, those are my <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I work in recruitment. If you're not drunk by 11, you know, so, so yeah. Uh, by the way, just disclaimer, I'm not. I'm definitely not drunk. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. So um, I, I was checking out your uh, LinkedIn uh, profile, and what I'm Thank seeing you. there is the tips at Christmas. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about that? So um, Will's 12 Tips at Christmas uh, started out... I think about four years ago, um, and um, I used to do a lot of video content on on LinkedIn, like all the time. I think I was one of the first recruiters to to start doing videos on on LinkedIn and putting up jobs and, and talking about stuff, and <clears throat> and that kind of evolved over a period of time into trying to give helpful advice, and um, and it just then became something that at Christmas, you know, you have the 12 days at Christmas. I thought, you know, from a, a personal marketing perspective, you know, people surely couldn't have had enough of me throughout the year. So why not just really hammer it home at Christmas? Mm -hmm. um, so so Will's 12 Tips is, is frequently poorly thought out, off the cuff, doesn't really follow any structure because, you know, from one day to the next, I'll forget what my plan was. Um, and uh, but the idea is to to give help and advice to people on kind of what I see um, in the industry, and it's it, it's aimed at helping um, job seekers get a better job more easily, um, mm -hmm. and and also aimed sort of less so at sort of hiring managers and helping them you know have a bit of a think about what they need to do to to actually get access to people. Um, so there's there's tips around like so far this this year there's been cover letters um you know what's the point kind of you know don't don't bother with the cover letter put it in your cv there's been the state of the market you know the fact that it is so fast out there at the moment in terms of you know, people getting, coming onto the market and getting jobs and coming off <clears throat> um and and the idea behind behind this is just to to have some fun um i don't take myself it's 
too seriously uh and i certainly don't you know i don't want people to be sort of sitting there bored um and um yeah so it's so that's kind of the idea behind it um really really nice really nice do you have some tips that you want to share you already uh, published well i mean I, the problem is if i start talking through all the tips now then i'm i'm kind of screwed for the rest of the 12 <laughs> because it's difficult enough like after four years mm-hmm. it's difficult enough to come up with something new because it it, is. Like, like i watch i watch all these i watch all you guys you know creating content about the latest and greatest release and what to do and all this kind of stuff recruitment doesn't work like that recruitment mm. is is the same and so it, it's difficult to come up with new stuff and there's occasionally recycled tips in there yeah um but i think i think if i was going to give one give one tip it would be figure out what it is that you want to do before you start looking for a job because if you don't know what it is that you want um you can't really figure out how to get there and a lot of what i do is is actually talking to people and figure and helping them decide what what is it that i want to do um and giving them advice on how to get there frequently um great so so that's probably that that that's that's the only one you're going to drag out of me today, Fanka. You know, the rest of the time you're just going to have to watch. You have to watch. I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> subscribe. You know, it'll be yeah. it'll be great. Yeah, great. I've been watching along and I've really been enjoying them so far, Will. And I, I have to ask, have you recovered from your pantomime experience? Because it sounded uh, really uh, quite traumatic. I um. So. So for the pandemic, I have been working from home and spending my time in a forest when I've not been working from home because I walk my spaniel who's going to come in at some point and be an idiot. Um, so I'm going to apologise for that in advance. Um, and so and so coming back into sort of large social situations has been something of a, of a challenge for me. And, you know, we've been to conferences and, you know, we all met up at South Coast Summit. And, and so all that kind of stuff is I'm sort of gradually getting my head back into it. But I work on the assumption that grown-ups, if they're not well, aren't going to go to the summit. They're not going to go to a conference. They're not going to go mm-hmm. to the to a meetup or a user group because, at the back of their mind, they're going to be sitting there going, "Well, I don't really want to make those other people sick." Maybe that's just a, a slightly naive view. <laughs> but the sheer amount of horror of small children with sort of icicles hanging off the end of their noses, Ooh. coughing and spluttering. It's behind you! You know, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's oh my God. It was like, it, it was. I felt like I was walking into like a, you know, just, just like a plague camp or something. It was just, it was awful. So I decided, I decided to sit very quietly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a fan of the panto anyway, Pete. You know, it, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's all right, but I don't get really why people really really enjoy going to it um but you know it's fine i'm over it now uh, i don't believe i've contracted anything serious um my voice is a little croaky and scratchy uh but uh, you know that's that's just the time of year i think it is so, uh, so mm. yeah it is femka is mm. pantomime a big thing in the netherlands is that something that you get into at all or, or not or I really don't know. I, I don't know what it is, actually. You don't know what the pantomime is? <laughs> no. I don't either. <sighs> Peter, Do you want to explain it, to... Will? Uh, so <laughs> it's the pantomime is, and I, I'm just trying to think of the, the best way to explain this. <laughs> it's theatre. You go yeah. to the theatre and it's all of the, the sort of the, the you know, the Grimm's fairy tales. Mm-hmm. You know, fairy tales. So it's sort of fairy tales which have been turned into kid friendly mm-hmm. theatre. And there's lots of songs and oh. there's you know, there's there's lots of silly stuff. It's very slapstick comedy. There's always a man dressed as a woman who's called the Dane, um, <laughs> as opposed to a drag artist. Um and um and so like at times it's quite funny, but the kids really get into it and they love it and they can shout, oh, you know, there's, there's always a monster that comes on and, and there's like, it's behind you, you know, yeah. and, and they turn oh, around and they can't see it. And oh, then they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then, and then that happens three times every time. It's always three times. Um, and then, you know, at the end, it sounds nice. a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, it, sure, it is, it is, it is all right. It's just as a grown up, 
it gets yeah. old pretty quick. What is this? <laughs> exactly. It is very much you for know, children, isn't it? Why are we doing this? <laughs> for a five-year-old, they're sitting there going, my mind is blown. How on earth have they got a velociraptor on stage? That was the one I yeah. went to just now. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it's you get to see sort of fairly famous celebrities in in costume and doing things. Oh, so, yeah. great. We have in the Netherlands, we have um, Sinterklaas. You heard okay. of that? Yeah, no, uh, Santa to... Claus. Yeah, Peter, you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not Santa Claus. It's Sint- well, it's yeah. similar, isn't it? I've heard of Sinterklaas yeah. because I have family yeah, in, in, in Rotterdam, so I've heard of it. It is. It, it's the same, of course. It's in English, the word of, but um, uh, it's a, a man uh, looking like a little bit like the Christmas man and giving some. Uh, presents to children and uh, then he goes away and uh, that's before Christmas <laughs> it's it's yeah, really straight uh, yeah. happening <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah he comes with a boat and uh, with a and then he goes away and, and that's a sort of thing walking on the uh, on the houses giving presents and all the children are there <laughs> there is in the class <laughs> what is that's this nice. yeah it's that's nice, nice but it's strange. I can't see that happening <laughs> in the UK unless, you know, someone's robbing stuff from under the tree and just literally going and giving it to children, <laughs> you know, sort but of it, like a modern day Robin Hood. Um, but at Christmas. But it's a, it's, it's a lot in December month for the children. But, it, but it's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I was right. wondering, uh, Will, yeah, what I, what I was thinking about was. Um, I think there is a lot of change in the recruitment world the last years. Yep. Uh, can you tell something about what has changed? Because in my feeling is that first you need to make a, uh, you, you need to do a lot uh, to get a job. And right now it's, it, it looks like it's, it's turning around uh, something like that, that you, um, uh, you don't apply for a job, but you're, you're, you're going to, someone gonna ask you or something like that there is a lot of change in that world yep. is there something you can tell us about so it's been so for the and, and, and I've, i can predominantly speak for what's happening here in the uk as opposed to sort of broader yep. but i think these are these themes carry across europe and into into america as well um yep. the we've moved over the last two and a half years uh, from a market which was already fairly talent short. So we were sort of fairly skilled. There was a skills shortage generally in technology. Um, The pandemic hit and it seems to have, after a period of three or four months of it being very quiet, it seems to have just kind of exploded in terms of the demand for people in technology. And I think that's one, we're very, very fortunate to work in this industry because if you look at other industries, I think they were hit significantly by the pandemic. You know, you look at hospitality, manufacturing, um, technology hasn't suffered in the same way. Um, and actually looking looking at where we are currently, with talk of recession here in the UK and, you know, concerns about next year, I'm not getting any hints of that particularly from any of my from any of my, our customers from from MS Talents customers i think the <clears throat> what this has meant is that we had a huge number of people move it was the, the idea of the great resignation um yeah. which which has been talked about a lot on linkedin um people were leaving because they might have been put on furlough here in the uk they might have have sort of come to the end of that and decided actually i don't want to stay working for this company um People might not have had access to to sort of home working in the way that they wanted, and so that was often driving driving people to move. Um, we're now seeing people continuing to kind of relocate away from the traditional centres of of employment, so the cities and the southeast of here in the UK. The M4 corridor, you know, we, we've got people comfortably moving because organisations are hiring nationally now as opposed to locally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so again that's driving salaries up because you know if you can work from home or you know in a hybrid fashion and be two three four hours away from the office um 
well, why would we pay you more money to to work in the southeast, for example, or in a city when actually you know you can you can work sort of slightly right. more sort of sort of further mm-hmm. out, but that in turn means that that organisations that used to hire locally to those are having to up their salaries to get people because those people are being hired as well. So it's all kind of it's there's there's a big mix, and what has then sort of driven that you know to to where your point is, which is where people are starting to get headhunted more. Um, I think there's always been a fairly strong culture of of being contacted through LinkedIn, for example. You know, we've got this opportunity, you know, the wrong opportunity frequently. Um, but, you know, we you get headhunted fairly often, but now it's it seems to be accelerating fairly significantly as well because we are suffering a significant shortage of talent within the technology space. Um, yeah. Salaries are increasing. I'd say salaries have increased by twenty to twenty-five thousand pounds here in the UK in the last couple of years. Um, demand has increased for people, and so when you're talent short, and you've got lots of people moving, and there are still lots of people moving, um, I'm not sure how long it can go for before we reach a point where something's got to give, um, yeah. and I'm not sure quite what that's going to be. But there doesn't seem to be any sign of it slowing down yet, uh, for which I'm massively grateful. But at the same time, you know, there is there's a lot going on just generally within the, the tech hiring sector. Um, and so, yeah, I would I would say that that's that's probably why you've started seeing, you know, getting people contacting you more often. Um, but also as well, you know, it's. If you start doing more on LinkedIn, you raise your profile, your brand presence increases, and therefore suddenly you're more visible. And for a certain kind of organisation that's perhaps more, you know, interested in finding community-led um, people as well, then you're going to suddenly start getting more and more contacted. So, 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 yeah. so you say um, when you have um, your LinkedIn profile up to date and share what your uh, knowledge is. Um, that, that that can be really unique uh, points. It is, and I think it, it's a um, more than ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it it is. I think there's there's there tends to be two types of profiles on LinkedIn that mm-hmm. we see. There's the ones who have got the bare minimum of information, mm-hmm. and it's almost like someone has said, right, you need a LinkedIn profile, and they go, all right, and they put it on there, and then there's and then there's the other end of the spectrum where people are using the LinkedIn platform in the way that, that it should be, which is as a brand marketing tool. It's like a micro micro marketing <clears throat> site for you. It's for you to sort of have your storefront of who you are, what you do. And then yeah. you can put out, like you say, sharing knowledge, references to blog postings, where you've been, what you've been doing, um, you know, all the photos that, that Peter puts up of him with his mates, you know, constantly, you know, yeah. I'm here with her, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, you um, still hasn't got a photo yeah. with me, nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, did, um, we not, did we not get a yeah. photo with you? We didn't, did we? We, we didn't get, the thing was, I felt photo. like I was photobombing, I felt like I was photobombing from the back, do you know what I mean, no. if you recall, because I was on my way out, you were, you know, and then we, I was just We like, can oh, make a photo oh. here, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not quite the same, not quite the same. We will, no, I just, I kept, we had a massive hug, first time we met at South Coast Summit in, uh, yeah, person, and I was honestly, I was hugging everyone. I I don't know how I did <laughs> yeah. COVID. I really don't. Um, mate, I, I honestly, had... it, it was it, it got awkward at one point because you know you were coming around for a second one. I was like, mate, we've already done it. Do you know what I mean? We've already <laughs> done it. You don't. Need I it. wanted more. I wanted more. Um, <laughs> it's it's as simple as that. But... So nice. So nice. <laughs> but getting back to some of the points you made there, I want to come back and circle on a couple of things, and that um, I have experience of exactly what you said going back a little bit before pandemic times because historically in the United Kingdom where I live in the northeast of England the salaries have not been as good as maybe in the south of England and that's because cost of living up in the northeast was cheaper and uh, house prices were cheaper that sort of thing Um, and I'd worked for northeast based organizations most of my career up until about 2016 when I joined a company based down in in um in the south 
Uh, and with that, I was working remotely from home, as you describe, Will. And um, but I was getting southern-based wages, and this, this is awesome. I've got all the benefits of a, of a of a southern salary, but the cost of living in the northeast. Mm. But um, so. I think there was hints of that coming early, and that was the best thing that I ever did, breaking out of my sort of northeast bubble, if you like, and, and going wider. Um, I'm happy that I did that anyway. But then, as you say, when COVID hit um, and, and everyone was forced to start working from home and uh, we had all the problems of furlough and, and that sort of thing, uh, this led into this uh, trend of that we're seeing now of the the great resignation, people seeing that there was this talent pool shortage and uh, they could command higher salaries. And um, the, the sal- you're, you're absolutely right. The salaries have just ex- exploded. And I think at some point we, we've got to, re- I keep saying this, we've got to reach critical mass at some point. Something's got to give. Some This crest of a wave has got to go down again um, at some point, but there's no sign of it right now. And the bit that always um puzzles me slightly is why is there that talent shortage do you think why do you think if if people in the industry or maybe talking to their friends who are in other sectors and 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 they're not particularly happy in what they're doing are are we not seeing more people cross training and maybe jumping into this and seeing the opportunity in m365 and azure because uh, it, it still seems like it's um the power is all in the employee's hand rather than the employer's. There's a lot, that's where it is right now. I think it's, I think you kind of, you you kind of touched on it there. It's how quickly things change. Mm. And I think that for, for, you know, for you, for Femke, for, for the people who are frequently more community led, you're, you're, you tend to be at the leading edge of the technology Mm. change because you're in it you're talking to people daily about it you know you're, you're frequently thought leading you know in terms of what should we be looking out for how does this is how is this going to affect us yeah but most people work for a company um and they're paid to do a certain thing and that job is whatever the company needs them to be mm. whereas you've almost transcended that you're looking at, at at the technology uh, as a rather than looking at it from a comp through a company lens. Mm. So, so a lot of people that I talk to uh, are unhappy because they haven't had any training, for example, or they want training mm. and certifications in something. Now, the, the frequently the, the most successful people I know are the ones who take control of that themselves and say, actually, I'm not going to wait for an employer to give me that I'm going to go out and do it and do it myself. And I'm not suggesting yeah. everybody should do that. Because for a lot of people, you know, they work to live as opposed to, mm. you know, live to work or the other way around. I can't figure it out right now. But yeah, that's, they're sitting that's there right. and they're saying, OK, actually, I'm I'm you know, I, I, I have a family. I'm busy. I'm going to go and make good money, have a nice salary. And then off the back of that, I'm going to go and enjoy my weekend. Whereas some of the other people that I know say actually on, uh, you know, for two nights a week, I'm going to put myself through this training course and learn it and I'll pay for the certification at the end of it. But how often do people sit there and go, right, I'm going to be totally career focused. Mm. You know, I'm going to really advance myself. Um, and it's tiring. And also as well, I mean, you know, we've all got lives and actually, I don't know about you, but, but since <laughs> the pandemic, our lives seem to have got, more blurred with work and mm. and actually we're all busier you know things just seem to be getting faster and faster and faster um in in, in our private lives as well as at work so yes. i think i think the issue with the skills shortage is i don't think there's one thing that you can say or that i could say it, it you know is an issue i think we've got a lack certainly in the uk we've got a lack of of people coming up from sort of, you know, a level apprentice degree level people coming into the industry. Um, I don't think STEM subjects particularly get pushed at, at an early age. And I think, you know, uh, where I was on another podcast, Pete, where you asked a question around, mm. you know, what's available for, 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 for people. Um, I think schools are underfunded. And, you know, frequently by the time someone gets through 
their GCSE or you know whatever equivalent it is, you know, is that technology still relevant to what yeah. actually an employer might need? I don't know. Um, we've got issues there. I, th I think in terms of, of of diversity, I don't think the the, the IT sector attracts enough diversity of of, of, of people. It's still very male heavy, um, and and I think that. That's not through a lack of trying at times, but I think you know, as a, as a on a world level, we need incentives that are going to get people engaged earlier to kind of bring people in and, and bring them through. But for but for the majority of people, they're not at that leading edge, and so they're you know they're sometimes two or three iterations behind whatever's just been released because that's the environment that they work in. Um, you've worked, you know, you move from an end customer type organization into the Microsoft partner space. And as soon as you're in the Microsoft partner space, everything changed because the technology was, was that much more up to date, vibrant, you know, and there's a bit of a buzz and there's a, there's a, an energy. Whereas if you're sitting in a potentially not particularly exciting environment doing desktop support. Is that, you know, and you've been doing that for a long time. Is there the incentive then there for somebody to, to try and do that unless something happens in their life that makes them go, well, actually, I want more? Mm. I don't know. What do you think? That's me talking a lot. I'm going to drink. It's not whiskey. <laughs> it's not whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking just 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 a question. What I have about diversity, I don't know if that is that is that okay. I just want to ask. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about uh, the companies that need more people, but there are so many IT company or tech company I know um, not open-minded for more diversity. So thinking about younger, older people, or just women, men, you can. Uh, ages, different things, but are there things that you're seeing in that in the tech industry that 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 is keeping cha change now, or or just going too slow? Uh, are, are are companies open for it? I think companies are definitely. I think they there want, is... but didn't do it. <laughs> no, I, I uh, don't know. I think I think so. so it's, diff it's a very difficult question to answer it because, is. Yeah. because each role that we see is is challenging to mm -hmm. fill as a recruiter because frequently the companies that we tend to recruit for, um, they're looking for those leading edge type people mm -hmm. and they're, they're looking to buy in that experience so that, so that, you know, because they're busy, they've got projects, there's growth, someone's left, whatever it is. Um, it all comes down to how much time does somebody mm -hmm. have to to bring someone in and then get them to a place where actually yes. they are they're able to do to do the job. Um, now, regardless of of age, you know, it could be young, it could be old. You know, yes. if someone is able to do the job, they should be they should be hired regardless. Um, if they're not able to do the job, but they've got the the desire to learn and they're motivated to learn regardless of age again, maybe there needs to be a, a sort of a, a, a two-tier process to hiring, which is almost get in the people that we need right now and then let's put in place a, a sort of a, a, a slower burn kind of hiring process that brings people in. But it all comes down to budget. You know, if you've mm. only got one role and, you know, you're looking to, to hire an Azure architect or whatever it is, you're hiring the Azure architect. You're not, you know, you you, you may not have the scope to to do that. Yeah. It, mm. It's a catch-22 situation. You know, you need people with the skill set, but actually, if the people with the skill set don't exist, well, yeah, how are you going to get yeah. them? So, so, yeah, so it is a, it's a very challenging um it's a very challenging thing, and I don't have the answers. Um, on, on my podcast, I was talking to someone who who is a is a, is a big um, supporter of, of of women in technology. And one of the things that she was saying was um, was that that actually, you know, getting people who can pivot from something technical into something new, they're doing the same job but maybe in a different area. 
might then increase the diversity. You know, if you're an architect or a consultant or a developer or whatever, and you're just in a slightly different space, you could pivot into some, you know, you, you know what the job is. It's just the language mm. is different or the, the is. technology yeah. is different. So sometimes that's a good way of, 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 mm. of sort of Finding driving yeah. that, yeah, that, that sort of diversity as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I think re- regardless of um, the challenge of getting more diversity into tech, um, what I, it, I think being in the community, as you said earlier, Will, is a tremendous advantage to you. It's a double-edged sword in so many ways because I'll, I'll give you two examples of, of how this works for me in that I went on a journey through um, putting something on LinkedIn, basically. I um, took my first Microsoft certification due to um, encouragement from my manager at the time, not being somebody who would... Uh, wanted to do exams, uh, but I did it. I passed it, uh, and I started taking more. I got the bug for it, um, and then on link and I, as everybody does when you pass a Microsoft exam, I shared my view, my verified achievement on credibly or <laughs> acclaimed or whatever yeah. it was on LinkedIn. And um, and not long after that, a publishing company, Packed Publishing, reached out to me in LinkedIn messaging and said, "Hey, Peter, we're seeing you've passed this exam. Congratulations! Would you like to write a book about it?" And I like what? And like. <laughs> couldn't couldn't believe it. I was, but and I thought, no, they, they can't mean me, surely. But turns out they did. Um, and I said yes. Um, I'd always wanted to write a book, and the, I've told this story many times. You can see it all over the place. The rest is history. Um, so these opportunities come from putting yourself out there. But the problem I've got now in 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 the in that saying of you live to work, you don't work to live, is that I got and still am so passionate about community first which happens to tie into my career what I do so I'm really lucky I think we are all really lucky in this community that we are so passionate about what we do is that I've got to a point where I often I say often most of the time really I don't know how to switch off I'm not very good at shutting it off um and I find myself on a weekend if I if I've got nothing to do um and my wife is great at getting well there's plenty to do in the house peter but if i'm sitting there and there's I'm nothing not gonna... to do that i want to do yeah there's nothing I to do that yeah. I want to do. that's it exactly <laughs> if i'm not gonna I'll, on, on, a, on a saturday i'll if i get bored i'll start writing a chapter for the book or i'll look at and i don't know if that's healthy all the time uh, I, I certainly don't have the right balance. I'm working on it. I really am. I, I, the other Sunday, I made myself not look at technology all day, and I was grumpy as heck. I was just unhappy. I couldn't settle to anything. I tried watching stuff on Netflix and whatnot. Other streaming services are available. Um, and um, I just couldn't settle to anything. But the next day, on the Monday, when I went in, I felt more refreshed than I had in months. <laughs> so it also does make a difference. <laughs> So, I'm um, yeah. It's, so, so I get a similar thing, and obviously, I'm not, you know, as engaged in the technology. But I find that so my my job is is stressful. You know, mm. it's sales driven, and it is. you know, when when you run your own business as well as I'm learning, um, having people with salaries is, you know, you sit there and you go, crikey, you know, this isn't just me sitting in my bedroom anymore. You know, sorry, my mm. home office. Uh, you know, anymore. It's <laughs> it's. It's now, you know, we have a business, you know, it's, and that's that's tiring and stressful. And I, I, I just get burnt out. I mm. find that that I get to a point where I don't want to be present on LinkedIn. I don't want to be on Twitter particularly. And actually, I think mm. my my Twitter contributions have, have have now shifted entirely to food related things. There's very little actual work stuff in there. Um, and so I put up I put up photos of food and what I'm doing, and I get a, I get people attacking me because they don't like rare steak. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's fine. You know, that's there's a number of well documented cases where people have said I would rather have I'd rather have dry and dusty beef than than a beautiful, well cooked piece of anyway. She knows who she is. <laughs> she, 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 no doubt, I'm going to get a message later, but. Um, <laughs> But I, but I agree. But burnout is a real thing. And, mm. and I think that one, it's for everybody, you know, like my wife works in a school and she's she's like part of the safeguarding function. And so she's dealing with really challenging situations every day around, you know, self-harm and potential suicide and, and all this kind of stuff. And 
And so she gets to the point where she goes, I just need a break. And, you know, the school gives holidays, thank God, you know, lots of holidays. So she gets a chance to kind of take take the sort of the edge off and, and, and actually take a step back and not do anything. But but I totally agree, mate, because because if you if you if all you're doing, I think I think you can reach a point where you're passionate about something and especially when you're creating stuff. I don't know how you, you feel about, about that, but when you're creating something, mm. it takes yeah. it out of you more than you know, it and does. so if you're doing that a lot and you know, and that's what people expect. Um, there's a number of people in the in the in the community that I've spoken to um, at various points who've just gone. I just need to take a month off and and take a step back and just go. Actually, this is you know, I, I don't owe anybody else anything. Mm. It's time to put myself forwards, and that's hard because because that takes a level of confidence as well. When actually you're used to living in the in the sort of the limelight a little bit, you know, being able to actually take that step back and go. Actually, I am not going to do anything for for a few weeks um because obviously if you're especially if you're an mvp you're you know it it's all about you know what's your contributions to the community well my contribution currently is is that i'm going to take a break you know yeah. and it's like oh, well, you know where's what happened that month you know i don't know <laughs> um i'm not i'm not an mvp i don't have to worry about it um so so yeah so that but, so i don't know yeah yeah i understand you peter i i think i have to say I am always when there are new things that I'm thinking about, oh, I need to make something about it. So make a blog post or need to share something about this because it's new. And uh, tomorrow there are so many other people already sharing something. So it's now time to do something. Yeah. And that, that's what I have. I need to be one of the first <laughs> to share. You do feel that so pressure, I, don't you? I you have think... that. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get it out there before somebody maybe thinks oh they've just copied my articles <laughs> yes <of laughs> that course. sort of thing that, that idea yeah yeah but um but, but yeah i mean as, as as somebody who is i mean i describe you femka as one of the rising stars of our wonderful community and you are <laughs> you you just uh you've been all over the place lately and you've done such wonderful things which is why we wanted you to be oh, part of our team on this show but um i wonder if if you are already feeling that sort of um, balance strain of fitting it all in and um, getting that balance between, I mean, you've got two wonderful children and a home life and uh, and a family. Uh, how it how are you finding it yourself? I've turned you into the guest. Sometimes, yeah, oh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I want to really, know as well now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes it's hard, but um, I think it's, it's fine. Yeah, I put my phone sometimes away and uh, don't mm. try to, <laughs> to look at that. And uh, uh, find a structure or something like that. So one or two or maybe three evenings in a week that mm. I do some community stuff and then try to don't have the other evenings. So just chill, relax and put my phone away. That, that's yeah. what I'm trying, but not always working, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Do you find and, exercise and works? Do you do exercise and, and, and stuff like that? I know, you know, it's, I know we're talking about people in technology, guys, you know, it's, it's not exercise isn't the first thing that we really think about, is it? You know, I'm talking about myself here as well. But but I find that to, to, to kind of de-stress, I, so I go for a walk in the morning and a walk in the evening. Mm. I do that also, and also go to the gym or something like that, but then also looking at webinars or trainings, or <laughs> then it's also... <laughs> Don't put the music on, eh? Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> all I do is go for well, walks in the car. I, always, <laughs> I love going for walks, yeah. and I feel better when I do it. But I don't make myself do it enough. And I think the time of year makes a big difference as well. Over the spring and summer months, and even in autumn, it was yeah. far more appealing to do so. But in these cold, dark winter months, it's uh, less so. Um, but I went out for a walk the other day, and it just made me feel better. Do you know what it my favourite yeah. thing to do is at this time of year? So, mm -hmm. so I, I, I walk the dog at night, and Risky. and we we walk on average. I'll do between three and four miles a day with 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 the dog, and mm. and at night we go out in the woods, and it's dark, you know, but we don't take I don't take a torch, and I just literally walk in the dark with the dog. The dog's got like a like an LED collar, so I can see him. He looks mm. like he looks like a like a in Jedi in the distance running around with his <laughs> flashy collar on but um 
but I, I like, yeah, yeah it, but you I like go going out and walking yeah. and doing stuff like that because actually, you, you know, what's really interesting is you get out and it's pitch black, mm. but in about 10 minutes, you start being able to see stuff. And then by the time I get back to the car, if the moon's out, it's almost like daylight. It's incredible. And it's, it's, it's something which, which we started doing during the pandemic as a family was actually just going out and walking, you know, just to get out of the house. This is before we had a dog. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's. I find that that as a de-stressor. Now, if I don't do that, then I find that I get I find things more and more difficult, uh, which is kind of bizarre because I never thought I'd be that person. But yeah, that's kind of it. it certainly helps me. Nice, interesting. Nice. It's well-being is so important, isn't it? And a lot of organisations mm. are very much focused on well-being now, and will have well-being tools and processes incorporated into there. I mean, like, like Viva. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, we're talk talking to, about it, but we need to do it. <laughs> I, exactly. I talked to Kevin McDonald a lot about this, who, um, you, you were on the gray hat beard princess, our, our good friends over at our sister podcast. If, if you, if you like, and, um, Kevin, and I talk often about, the fact that at the end of the day, that virtual commute, we started doing it, good intentions. This is great. This is so good for my well-being. It makes me think. It makes me stop and think and, and, and whatnot. But after a while, we just got out of the habit. And uh, habits are hard to sustain sometimes, aren't they? But when you do them, they, they do actually make a difference. Yep. It is. And it's also mm. when you do nothing, you're you just thinking about new things. And that's always learning even more. <laughs> Gets creative. <laughs> uh, I want to swing back to the um, uh, the technology, though, yeah. for a, a little while, if I may, though. And talking about our, the wonderful world that we all live in, all three of us in some way, shape or form, uh, of Microsoft 365, of Azure, within that umbrella, um, where would you say the biggest and most real opportunities are at the moment, uh, especially if you're considering getting into this industry? Is it in Azure? Is it things like uh, Azure AI or Internet of Things? Or um, is it M365 cybersecurity? Is it Viva? Is it Power Automate? Where are you seeing the most traction right now? That's a hell of a question, Peter. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's a mm. lot of many facets and layers to that. Um, mm. I think so many different I people. Think, yeah. So, yeah. so I think if you're looking for a quick and simple way into technology mm. for a non-technical person, Power Apps, Power Platform seems to be a very you know low code, no code type type thing seems to be a very straightforward way for people to 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 get into it, and, and it's very accessible. Mm. Um, you know, you compare that with with developers, sort of more traditional developers. Uh, you know, you've you've got to do a lot to learn the language and understand what's going on. Whereas actually it's, it's, it's much more straightforward on, on the power app side. Mm. Um, so that's a really interesting entry point, which we, you know, prior to four or five years ago, just never saw. Whereas now actually we're seeing people coming through on, on that route and then becoming more technical as they go, yeah. um, as they understand the sort of the ecosystem. In terms of growth areas, Information security and compliance is, from a Microsoft perspective, I think is is going to be big next year. Um, mm. There's a number of companies that I've that I'm aware of who are who are throwing a lot of of their sort of plans around sales and development uh, into that area. Um, just I think as well, Microsoft is starting to push it more uh, aggressively um, as part of as part of their overall um, sort of plan. Yeah. Um, but everything is kind of in demand at the moment. So, you know, if you look at Azure, so everything from the sort of the the, the, the infrastructure through platform piece is, you know, we've, we, we're seeing a shortage of people for and demand for. Mm -hmm. um, we don't tend to touch on the data side of things, particularly just because it, it gets a little bit, you know, there's only, we're a small company, there's only so much that we can do. But but from a data perspective as well, I'm aware that there are, you know, there, there, there's quite a lot going on in that space. Modern work is is always busy. Um, migrations from on prem into into online is 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 is, is in demand. We've seen, mm. although we have seen a real drop off on the Microsoft Voice side. So Teams, really? particularly, 
interesting. Used to be an area that we did a huge amount that I used to do personally a huge amount, a huge amount with. Um, mm. But I was talking to someone yesterday. Um, I can count on two hands the number of, of pure teams roles that I've had, mm. you know, over the last 12 months. Um, that's here in the UK, obviously. The And that's, that's down to a couple of things. I think massive amount of, of, of hiring through 2020 into 2021 from a team's voice perspective. Um, mm. Lots of organizations were, were, were quick to switch across to teams because it was such a, a, a simple way of, of sort of collaborating during all the lockdowns. Um, and that sort of drove the first almost firefighting wave. And then organizations started saying, all right, well, we've got it now. How do we make it work properly? Um, and again, that then has driven hiring to do that. But but we've only got, and we've got less than a dozen companies in the UK that actually really do it well um, mm. and who've got a weight of, of sort of, 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 of skills and talent in-house. Um, yeah. And so, so people are kind of shuffling from one company to another, to another, to another. Mm. And, you know, but there, there isn't that, that, that large demand. And I don't know whether that's going to change or not. Um, my, my gut says that, that if you're a voice person, you should probably start learning something else. Um, Interesting. Because I don't see the demand for it. But then I was wrong about mm. Skype for Business. I was sitting there telling people, going, oh, Skype for <laughs> Business is dying. You know. Um, but then I didn't foresee the, the pandemic coming, bizarrely. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, but, then, but then, you know, that, that in itself was, a, was an event which changed office culture and mm. consolidated it, you know, and, and accelerated that uptake by about five to ten years. Um, and so that's what drove the uptake of of, the, of, of, of Microsoft Teams. Yeah. But I, you know, if, if I'm really not seeing that many companies that have got much demand mm. for it at the moment, which is a real shame. Um, it is a shame. Um, and, and also in that space, certainly from a community point of view, well-known figures in that space, there's not a massive amount of them. I I'll, I'll, I'll not name anyone specific for fear of leaving someone out. <laughs> but um, I, I immediately think of, Probably on one hand, the, the the big names in in the UK in the UK certainly in that space. So, um, there's, I mean, probably... there's probably there's probably about ten there's probably about ten people across. Is there? But you know who who've yeah. been sort of who who've been doing it for mm. a long time. Um, I think I'm not saying it's dying. I'm saying that mm. that from a hiring perspective, we're not seeing growth. Yeah, and that and that is that's the bit where I start going. Okay, if if we're not seeing growth in your you know, voice people are paid very well because it's it's very niche. It is. Um, yeah. it, you know, is is it time to start considering, you mm. know, cross training into something just perhaps a little bit more mainstream, so that if there is a downturn in that particular technology, um, you know, these people aren't left sort of high and dry. Uh, we saw it with Cisco. We saw it with Cisco mm. twenty years ago, um, back in ninety nine two thousand. The uh, the Cisco CCIEs were earning 70, 80 grand a year. And, you know, mm. they, and, and Cisco, there was a wave of, of, of uptake of, of Cisco's technology and it just dropped off in 2002. Um, and there was people who previously been earning sort of 80, 80, 90 grand a year who were struggling to get sort of 30 or 40 grand a year because mm. there was no demand for the, for the skill set. Um, and mm. to be fair, I'm not sure that Cisco's properly ever really reached back to that level again. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm seeing things at the moment. There's demand all around generally. Um, but it tends to, to be driven, I think, by perhaps that more mm. 365. You know, if it's not cloud, it's not, we're not seeing it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm surprised a little that, that, that the, the on-premises to cloud is still going as strongly as it is after all these years. There are still people who haven't yeah. made the journey, um, especially hybrid migrations Gosh. for Exchange to Exchange Online. I mean, tenant to tenant migrations are always going to happen with mergers and divestitures and, and whatnot, but uh, the, the hybrids just keep on going. And once in a blue moon, you still see the occasional Exchange 2003 server in the wild, which is 
really scary. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm conscious of time. Uh, we are all very, very busy people. And um, so we'll start to wind things up. But before we do, um, Will, would you like to share anything, any final thoughts, how people can reach you if they want to get in touch and make use of your wonderful services, um, which I can personally vouch for. You are a, a true professional, uh, a, a really great guy, a really good friend. And uh, uh, if, if, if you're in the <laughs> position where you need to be looking for your next career move, um, this man can help you. So how did they find you? Thank you, mate. That's very kind of you to say. And um, and, and obviously, I think I owe you quite a lot of money for that. Um, <laughs> the, um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can get me on uh, will at ms-talent.com or you can get me on Twitter, uh, on my, twat, tw tw my Twitter handle, <laughs> said there, um, which is at msftrecruit. Uh, so, yeah, you can get me in all of those ways. Um, and, um, yes feel free to, to 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 drop me a line uh or drop me an email right. amazing it's been a true amazing. pleasure to have you on the show will it really has it's always good to catch up with you we must have a, a proper catch-up anyway we will do that yes. and uh, have a proper <laughs> okay. <old napper>. um <laughs> yeah. yeah no we don't yeah. need we don't need another hug pete <laughs> Jeez, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but femke thank you so much um always great to, to talk to you as well so ooh, somebody just very colorful has walked behind you in an orange <laughs> yeah. jumper but, okay, there she goes again but, oh, um, orange, yeah. <laughs> um orange for the netherlands but um yeah we will wind it up uh thank you all to our wonderful listeners and viewers for watching Watching. Um, you can find us on Twitter at CloudCon365, on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Cloud Conversations, and we ain't hard to find on LinkedIn, Twitter, whatnot. <laughs> so thank you all. We'll see you on the next episode of thank Cloud you. Conversations. Take care. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.